Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hey guys, welcome back to Ladies Who Law School. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And we're here for episode four. Um, today we're going to talk about getting ready for law school. Woohoo! Yep, we had a question come in via Instagram um, from at QTMar, and she was basically asking two pretty big questions. The first one was how to prepare for your 1L year. And then the second was, if you aren't attending your top choice school and you're planning on transferring, what are the pros and cons of that whole process? So yeah, those are two, I feel like, very different questions. So we're going to tackle the how to prepare for 1L specifically today in more depth, but Samantha is going to talk a little bit about what the pros and cons of transferring are. So let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) we'll probably have to re-record that yes probably okay so how to prepare for 1l let's tell them how did you prepare for 1l i think this is interesting because um i think everyone does it a little differently um i came straight out of undergrad so i'm Mm -hmm. sure me preparing was a little different than you Mm -hmm. like coming from the real adult world yeah from you know working and i obviously wasn't working i was in school i think the first thing that i did was literally go and purchase that book that we've already talked about before. Mm-hmm. The Law School it was in our, I think it was in our first episode, but yeah. we'll link that book again. It's a really great resource to kind of get in the know of everything that yeah. you really need to know about going to law school in general. Yeah, it's called The Law School Confidential, A Complete Guide to the Law School Experience by Students for Students, which I think is really interesting that we both read that because this podcast is by students for students, so... Look at how it all came back around. Small world, you know. (laughs) Um, Other than reading that book, I did a lot of researching about the town I was going to be living in. I did a lot of researching simply about, like, what to do. Because I think coming straight from undergrad, I had more of the mindset of, like, okay, I'm going to be in law school, but then I also want to have fun and, like, go to a fun city. Yeah. And there'd be lots of now I now I'm in law school and I know that's not doesn't really matter because you don't have much time to do really fun things. do yeah. fun things. I mean you do here and there, but it's not like an every weekend you can go out kind of thing. Um, so I think my view on that has changed substantially. So I probably wouldn't have done that if I knew For sure. That wasn't gonna be a huge <laughs> part of my life. Going out, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, 
I think because, yeah, we don't have any time to do anything. No. So preparing for 1L. I definitely, I mean, preparing, I feel like that's a different term for everyone. (laughs) So I have a list of things that I would recommend doing, and I didn't necessarily do them myself, but I think that they're important, and I'll tell you a little bit why. My first one is read. This is the most I've ever read in my life. I'm not a big reader, which I feel like is different for a lot of law students, you know. You hear people like, oh, if you really like reading, go to law school. That's not me. <laughs> so getting used to material, just reading a little bit. Um, I My second thing, I think, is to get organized, whether that means within your life, <laughs> within your schoolwork, school supplies, everything down to the nitty gritty. I think it's so important to have your life in somewhat of an order, know where your spare toilet paper is and your you know, Swiffers, because you're not going to have time to go to the store and get things. You're just going to be having to like get in a routine and the 15 weeks of a semester are going to go by in like a blink of an eye and you're going to be needing those things. And I think, um, part of getting organized, a really great thing that I think I was able to get used to the summer before law school was going to bed at a decent time and waking up early because, that's the best thing that you can train yourself. If you can start doing that with no issue and get used to it, I feel like that's really a great thing to do. Yeah, because obviously in undergrad, you don't have to wake up early. You can can set your schedule however you want. But I came from a job, obviously, where I worked 8.30 to 5.30. So, yeah, Yeah. I would say that it does get you prepared Mm -hmm. to wake up and be somewhere 8. I mean, it's no hassle for me to be somewhere... Sometimes I feel like I'm like, what do I do if I'm not at school at 8, you know? So. Um, I think also from, like, coming, like, a job, mm-hmm. I came from a summer job because I knew it was really important to make some money mm-hmm. before you go to law school mm-hmm. because you have no idea how expensive things are. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be maybe an emergency or you get sick or your dog needs to go to the vet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of costs that don't come with your financial aid that you need to think about. So I always recommend um, the summer before or if, you know, if you're not working at all, like, just get start saving up. Yeah, I think saving money, that was my third point, actually, was making money, I think, and just saving as much as you can because... When you don't have a paycheck and you don't have a steady income, things can be tight. So, yeah, making money, getting organized, reading, like all the things that being a good attorney would entail are those. Mm-hmm. I think that's funny. Look, Like hindsight's twenty twenty. you look back, you're like, dang, I wish I would have saved more money. I wish I would have read more books oh so I would gosh. be more prepared. I wish I but... would have not gone to TJ Maxx twice a week. Yeah, Target. I did go today, though, so I guess I haven't learned from my mistakes. (laughs) Um, I think an important part of getting ready for law school is figuring out how you learn. Now, some of you may have figured this out in undergrad. I didn't really figure it out until my senior year of undergrad of, like, how I truly could grasp a concept and reiterate it and talk about it and explain it. So, for me... Like, flashcards is what works for me. For other people, I know it's different. But if you can kind of figure that out before you get to law school, it's going to make your life a lot easier. Yeah, I agree. You know, like, not knowing how you learn, you're going to really struggle when it comes to, you know, preparing for finals and all that because it's another little hurdle you have to jump. 
kind of think a lot of people don't really know how they learn best or you might think that you know how you learn best. I mean, it's all also trial and error, so be prepared for that and mm-hmm. be prepared to try some new things if you're not getting it and not be afraid to talk to your teachers and if you don't understand something. I just, I mean, being in my second semester, our second semester, I think it's just interesting looking back at the things that I wish I would have done or things that I am doing wrong that can be fixed. Talking to your teachers is definitely one of those things that can be super helpful, especially, you know, outlining, you get to the end of a subject, a chapter, and you're thinking, okay, do I fully understand this? Could I do some practice? If I do some practice, will they look at it for me? I think that those are all really good things to do. Um, Obviously, that's in 1L, but I mean, just getting ready for getting feedback. I think that that's a huge part of Going to law school is like open to feedback and criticism. Yeah, because you're going to be shown things that and told things maybe you don't want to hear, but it's going to be for your betterment. Mm -hmm. My fourth point, I guess you could say, is get your resume together because you won't have a lot of time to do it. And most likely your teachers will give you some kind of incentive to get your resume looked at and apply for jobs and things of that nature. And you want to at least have something together. If you're coming from undergrad, you might not have anything. If you're coming from a job, you just need to add your law school information, get all that done. Um, Maybe have a cover letter template that you have that kind of highlights why you want to go to law school and why you would be good at any firm or any legal services organization. Yeah, because like I said, you won't have time, a lot of time around November to February. You know, you're going to be taking finals. You're going to have break time. You'll have a few weeks, you know, but you don't want to be spending spending all that time just doing job stuff. So be be proactive about that. Yeah. I think um, since most people have a resume, like when you're applying to law school, the best, if you have a good one, just go ahead and just add your law school and like maybe your summer job and then yeah. you should be good. Yeah. It'll and save you update- a lot. It'll save you, save you a lot of time. Yeah, just updating it. Mm-hmm. So the fifth point that we have is the expectations you have to set with your family and friends. Yeah, and just, like, spending time with them before you go because if you're moving away or, you know, you're going... It's summertime, so mostly you'll be with your family, I would assume, unless, you know, whether that be your immediate family or your spouse or your children, you know, set those expectations like you were saying and be prepared for things to change because I know it's you're going to... It's going to be different. Time's going to be different. I mean, I went from talking to my mom every single day in undergrad for maybe five times a day, honestly, Mm -hmm. to now in law school, like, a few times a week. Yeah. And she, it was hard for me to tell her, like, I I can't talk right now. Like, I'm so busy. Yeah. And I I think I tried to set those expectations, but I truly didn't even know what I was getting myself into Mm -hmm. at that point. So it's like I couldn't even explain to them how it was going to be, yeah. you know? And I think that goes the same with, um, like, relationships because, in my experience, it's really hard to keep a relationship if they're not in law school, mm-hmm. you know, for them to just understand what you're going through and understand, like, how much of a time commitment it is. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm lucky in the sense that my parents have been really supportive and, like, understand my dad went to professional school, so... I think if anyone gets it in my family, it's probably him, mm-hmm. which is nice because, 
you know, they didn't harass me about not coming home for Thanksgiving. And I really appreciated that because Mm -hmm. I think that that helped a lot. But I mean, a lot of people's families are not like that. I've realized that coming to law school, you know, out of the 160 of us, like I have a feeling a hundred people's parents are, or family members or wife or husband or whatever, sometimes are hard and get upset because sometimes school comes first. And it has to, because when you only have three years to get the degree and you have, you know, hopefully the rest of your life to be with these people, you kind of have to tell them like, this is for me. Um, I really want this. And if you really care about me, like you have to respect the time that I have to put into it. Yeah. And I think there will be hard times, obviously. I know in my relationship, I've had times where I had to go back and forth with what do I do? Do I leave? Do I stay? as in go see him or stay here and work. And it's just hard because you don't want them to think that you're putting something before them, but you're being selfish. And that's something that a lot of people say when you come to law school is you're going to be selfish. This is for you. This is your degree. Just like you're saying, this is three years. Like you have plenty of time after this. And it's just, I think hunkering down and learning the law is something that can only be put in law school and in three years. You know, if they spend it out over a lifetime, like, yeah, that's called legal practice. <laughs> like, you know, so yeah. you you just tell them exactly what, what you said. You know, I'm going to have to do this for myself and I and they'll, they'll understand. Mm-hmm. Maybe not at first, but they'll come around. Yeah, I think eventually they'll come around, especially once you go home for your first break and people, you know, you get to talk about law school with your family, with your significant other and your friends and then I think they start getting like, oh, wow, they like she's learned a lot. Like, it's okay that, it, you know, we can't talk every single day, yeah. times a day, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's funny because Colton, my boyfriend, said, oh, my gosh, you know, you haven't called me this many times. It was like right after my last final because finally I was free. You know, and I think things went back to normal immediately. Like, I was free. Mm-hmm. I didn't have something so pressing on my mind and I think that's how that'll translate into trials or you know big contracts that you're doing and different things like that as you become an actual practicing attorney and there's always a deadline so after that deadline you kind of feel that relief and it's nice yeah like out of all the tips we can give you is like that's a huge one because it can really affect your life if you know you're having people not understand that your time commitments with school yeah so that's like I would tell everyone to really set your expectations. Even if you don't know what they are, maybe go overboard with telling them how it's going to be. Yeah, and I think, like she said, the best tip we can give you is to communicate to your loved ones that you're going to law school, that things are going to be different. Like she said, you might not even know what it's going to be, but things are going to be different. Mm -hmm. You're going to have less time to do things with them and go to different functions. So... And you need to know about things in advance so that you can plan. I think, like we said, getting organized, being in that mindset, scheduling things is very important, time management. So, you know, laying out those expectations of time is the biggest thing. So we also got the question about the school that you're attending isn't necessarily your first choice. And what are some pros and cons of transferring? I don't really know a lot on the subject, so I'm going to throw it over to Samantha. So when I was applying to schools, of course, when I didn't get into my, you know, 
top choice schools, um, I did have that feeling of like, oh, well, maybe I'll transfer. Yeah. You know, it's always an option. I'm going to work really hard, get into the top, you know, 20%, because usually you have to be in the very top of your class to be able to transfer. So I didn't come into into law school with that mindset, but it had been running through my mind simply because I didn't really know what, like how my experience was going to turn out. Um, I think the best thing that you can do going into law school, if you've thought about maybe transferring after your first year, is to not have that mindset. Um, Try to forget about it. Don't go into your first semester thinking, oh, I'm going to transfer out after this because it's going to dampen your whole experience. You're not going to want to make friends maybe. You're going to be shut off and that's not great. I mean, your mental health is important, too, and I can't stress enough that when you're in law school, it can be very isolating if you choose it to be, yeah, that, choose way. It to be that way. I know that, it, you know, if I hadn't tried to talk to people and people come up to me on, like, the first day of orientation, like, I probably would have been one of those people who's kind of isolated because mm-hmm. I just find it hard to, you know, get out there and really try and make friends, and that's just not really my... You know, personally, Are you more introverted? I'm more introverted. Yeah. Um, so I think that, the, yeah, it can just dampen the experience if you go in with that mindset. And also, if you're going with that mindset of, oh, I'm going to transfer, like, you're going to be really disappointed if you happen to not make it in the 20%. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what do you do then? You're going to be just way more disappointed than if you had just gone in and been like, let's just see what happens. So... Saying that, I'm going to just talk about a few pros and cons, and I'm sure Haley has some stuff to add Mm -hmm. to what I have. But starting with the pros, so of course, if you're transferring to go to a better school or a higher ranked school, even though I don't personally think that the rank of the school really matters that Mm -hmm. much, but of course, like let's say you're going from a top 100 school to an Ivy League yeah, I mean, sure, you're probably going to get way better job prospects, maybe. I think it all depends on what you make It's a case-by-case case basis. case-by-case. Case. So you can't really... That's why it's almost hard to say it's a pro, because you, it can, can't be guaranteed either. Yeah. You know? It just um, depends on where you're going. Exactly. I think another pro that could be taken into account is maybe you'll be closer to your family or a significant other. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of law students are older and some are married and have children and have to, you know, leave their families and go to a different state. And that can be really hard on them. So, you know, if that's the case, that might be a good reason to transfer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Once again, the case by case. Mm-hmm. It all depends on what your situation is what you end up ranking and how that works out for you. I think you're completely right. You shouldn't go into it with the mindset of I'm going to transfer out. I think you should give it an open mind and give it your all to get the best grades that you can and just try your hardest. And if that's your driving factor to transfer out, then just know that you do have to be in the top of your class and that is very difficult. So you got to get in there and work hard if that's your, if that's your end game. Um, so do you have any other pros that you could think of? We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. 
Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. The, the significant other thing is like probably the only reason I would see someone really wanting to transfer out. You know, if you're married and your partner lives somewhere else, like that really sucks. So I could totally see transferring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I just personally find it really hard to want to transfer. The experience is different. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um. So some of the cons of transferring, and I think the biggest con is that most law schools, if you are a transfer student, you are going to lose your scholarship from your previous school hmm. and most likely your financial aid on top of that. So by transferring, um, a lot of schools won't give you financial aid depending on the school, but it's a large majority. Hmm. It'd be, and it's really difficult because the school already has money allocated on their first-year students and their ones that they're continuing yeah. on, so it's like just hard for them. The scholarship makes total sense, mm-hmm. but financial aid, I mean, that's crazy, you know? Yeah, I know. I guess you'd have to just, I mean, FAFSA would be the only way, I guess, that works nationwide, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, But I think the scholarship in general losing that can be a major hit for some people for sure I think Um, it's for anyone free school is free school exactly and that's money that you don't have to pay back of course yeah and we already know like student loans yeah whole whole another conversation for sure um I think another con is that your school culture may be completely different and it's a completely different student body yeah and you're gonna be the new guy on campus so, I mean, I've known people who have transferred and have really liked it. It's just not, it's few and far between. So I think that just keeping that in mind, like, obviously you're going to be with these group of people for an entire year and then you're going to leave. Like, it's going to be different to go be the new person in a second year class. Um, another thing that I remember reading from when I was looking into transferring was that when you transfer, you don't get a class rank at your new school. Oh, wow. And so let's say you're in the top 20 people. Like, it won't matter at the new school. They'll just have your GPA, which can be good or bad. It just depends. Yeah, where you fall, I Mm -hmm. guess. So that can be a downside for some people that really want to be seen as, like, the top five or the top three or whatever your ranking is and you want to show that off. Like, you just don't get one at your new school. Yeah. Um, And then I think a really big con 
depending on if you use a study group or not, would be like finding a new study group if that's your primary way of, you know, studying. Um, I think it can be a little difficult if you're new and everyone's already established and you could be a really confident and outgoing person. It might not be a problem for you, but I do know that a lot of people in law school are kind of not as easy to approach, but that's just my view on it. Yeah. I think it goes back to enjoying yourself and being pleasant and happy to be there. Um, if you're not that, then you're going to obviously detract people. Mm-hmm. So if you have, you know, a lot of people do study by themselves. So like you said, it can be an isolating experience. If you go into the mindset that you want to transfer and you hunker down and you work really hard and that works out for you, then that's great. But I think, you know, joining a study group, making friends in your law school class is really important. I think that it helps the <laughs> situation not be so lonely and it can lead to a better law school experience overall. I really think. Yeah. And like I said before, um, it might be different for every person. I just think the large majority would probably fall under these kind of points that we've said. But I do feel like, I mean, if you hate your school and you've been there for a semester and you completely hate it and you don't like anybody there, like, for sure transfer to make yourself happier. Yeah. Um, Like, don't just think because we're saying, like, all these cons that, oh, it's going to be terrible for you. Well, yeah, and I just want to reiterate, it's a case-by-case basis, right? Like, it's what, it's the person. Mm Mm-hmm. So making your law school better experience, we talked about getting prepared. Um, what other things, Samantha, do you think that they can do to get ready for law school? Um, to get ready for law school, like I think you said this at the beginning, is reading. Mm-hmm. It's something that I wish I would have done more. Yeah. Um, I did work over the summer, so I wasn't really... Like, when I got home, I just wanted to nap and watch yeah. TV. <laughs> I wasn't sitting there thinking I'm going to read a book, and I probably should have. Yeah. Um, even the Law School Confidential book, I got it on Audible, so I wouldn't have to read, read it. it. I would just listen to it on my way to work every morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wish I would have read, because I can... I, I feel like if I had gotten in the habit and gotten fast and been able to... Comprehend Just what you're reading really exactly, quickly. Like, yeah. Comprehend it. I would have jumped into law school, and it would have been a lot easier than trying to kind of figure out how to speed read. You yeah, know? it's a lot of material. You have to read really quickly, so it can be daunting at times. And yeah, having that under your belt is nice. Yeah, but but other than that, I mean, nothing can truly prepare you for the experience of law school yeah we can tell you all day like do this read this uh go to the gym like get a routine wake up early it won't make sense though till you're in it and so I think it's just you know enjoying the moment now I think that's a big part too is like enjoying yourself now enjoying your last semester of college if that's what you're in or enjoying your last few months at work whatever it may be you know work hard have you know wherever you're going meet people network because that's all that really matters at this point um now that you said that I have one more thing that I think people should do before they go to law school and it is learn how to network and write down any person that you could possibly think could help you in the future yeah um like I know I really really wish I had approached you know my parents friends who were attorneys or business people that I met that were attorneys and just gotten their like LinkedIn or their contact so I could reach out to them 
like now when I'm looking for, you know, internships and stuff. Yeah. So that's a huge thing. I mean, I think that that's interesting that you even say that because in my mind, like, I mean, honestly, I feel like it comes really naturally to me. Um, I don't even mean to say that like in a bragging way, but it, I do. I just, whenever I was in my first internship, we had to sit down and we had to write out everyone we knew and figure out who all we could sell to. I mean, I come from a sales background, a marketing background, public relations background. Like that's all just networking and people pleasing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's huge, exactly what you're saying. Never be like, write down a list, get a journal, write down everyone that you can think of. Maybe even people who went to your uh, your law school that you're going to that live in your area and reach out to them before. I think that that's a huge thing. And just like, you know, let them know you're going to school to be an attorney and you're really excited about it. You know, people want to help new attorneys and um, you never know where someone can help later on down the line. I think that some people are, you know, just too focused on here and now whenever you have three years and ultimately need to pass the bar and get a job at the end. So totally network. I agree. It's a huge, huge part. Yeah. Especially if you don't come from a family that has lawyers. Yeah. That's a huge help to start networking. Even job shadowing or just... Anything. Anything you can do, like even... Picking their brain. Not only networking, but also you know, looking into internships that maybe you can do over the summer that's legal because they will hire people who are planning on going to law school too. Yeah, and you can just, you know, proofread things. Who knows what we'll even ask you to do, but... Take out the trash. Yeah, give them (laughs) coffee. Who knows? (laughs) But, yeah, like I said, I think those things are really important, and I hope that we were able to, you know, bring up some things that you may have already known or things that you, you know, haven't really thought of. Um, Yeah, we hope that this sheds some light on how to get prepared for law school and a little bit of the pros and cons of transferring because I know a lot of people think about that as they're applying, as they're getting ready to make their decisions. This is about that time. So we hope that this helped everyone, you know. And if you have any more questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. It's super helpful. Obviously, I know I always say that, but we are happy to give personal advice anytime. That's what the pod is here for. Mm -hmm. The more people that reach out, the more questions we can answer for the audience So let us know what you're thinking, you know, what you're getting ready for, what classes you might be wondering about if you're, you know, uh, a zero L. (laughs) (laughs) We look forward to talking to you guys more and hearing what you guys think about the pod. Yeah, we really enjoy when y'all give us personal feedback and um, you can always DM us and we will try to get back to you as soon as possible. Maybe even make it into an episode like this one. Yeah, thank you so much again, QT Mar. We appreciate it. Yes, we super appreciate it. Saying that, um, go follow our Instagram. That's where we post the most and we're most active on. Yeah. Um, and we also have a blog with, you know, blog stuff. So Blog stuff. Woohoo. And a Facebook page, so go like that. Yeah, don't forget to rate and subscribe. And rate and subscribe. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to episode four. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.